Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. He said that somebody needs to come forward with some really credible information that is more than just the rumors that they have consistently been hearing in the community or somebody coming forward saying, I was there that night and I saw what happened. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Tanya, oh my God, was outgoing, very outgoing, very friendly person. My baby. Three and a half years. That's how long the family of Tanya Harvey has been waiting for answers as to who killed her and why. As of this point right here, um, some three years and two months later, um, we have no information that anyone witnessed the homicide. So no eyewitness has ever come forward. Joining us to talk about this case is Leanne Stuck, a reporter with WGRZ in Buffalo, New York, and host of their podcast, Unsolved True Crime in Western New York. Leanne, you recently covered the unsolved killing of a woman named Tanya Harvey on the podcast. Can I have you start by telling us a little bit about Tanya? Who was she? Yeah, Tanya was... A 35-year-old woman. She was from the city of Buffalo. Um, and when I covered this case, I got the opportunity to talk with her mother, Arnester Vinoy. And when I was talking with her uh, just about who Tanya was, she described her as being very talented. She was a dancer, performer, speaker, uh, writer. She liked to model. She said that she could make an outfit out of anything and would try to do that. So she just described her as a very creative, talented person. Yeah, it really sounds like she did a little bit of everything. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly how she described her, is that she was always up for for any adventure or any opportunity. Take us through Tanya's day then on February 8th, 2018. So on the evening of February 8th, which was back in 2018, I'm told it was around five o'clock in the evening. Um, Harvey was walking home when she was shot and killed on Shepherd Street near Broadway in the city of Buffalo. And now her family is left searching for answers about what happened and why. Here's to On Your Side's Leanne Stuck with tonight's Unsolved. So I wanted to get a little bit more information about what happened during that time frame that day. Um, I spoke with Erie County District Attorney John Flynn about the details of the case. And he had said that she had suffered multiple gunshot wounds to her head, chest, and back that day on Shepherd Street while she was walking home. You mentioned that you've spoken with Tanya's mother since then. What did she recall about that night, about getting this awful news that that no mother should ever have to receive? So during my conversation with Arnestra Vinoy, she was telling me that the night that Tanya was killed. She had just got home from a long shift at work. She was home watching TV on the couch. So watching a program on television and I was thinking about Tanya. Um, The episode was about this guy who promotes makeup. 
And I was saying, oh, Boo could do that. I says, I know Boo could do that and get, you know, uh, be outstanding doing it. And at that moment, she said she heard a loud banging on the door of her house. She said it frightened her. When she went to the door, it was her son. His mom let me in. When he got in, he asked me to sit down. And I'm like, no, you sit down. And why are you banging at the door like that? And uh, he says, mom, you need to sit down. I wouldn't sit down because I'm a stubborn mother like that. I don't let my kids tell me what to do. Now, Tanya's family called Tanya Boo. It was her nickname. And when her son came to the door, he had said, mom, Boo was killed. And she said at that point, she just fell out. She said she broke down. I said, killed who? He said, boo. And I just immediately fell out. I said, whoa, and cried for I don't know how long. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com odyssey. So tell us a little bit about what the investigation into this killing looked like back in 2018. Were there any early leads, suspects, anything like that? So when the investigation first started, Erie County District Attorney John Flynn had suspected that this could be a hate crime because Tanya was a transgender woman. He said at the time that this crime had happened, crimes against transgender people were on the rise across the country. So after she was killed... Her murder actually made national headlines with many people suspicious about whether or not this was a hate crime. Fast forward a few months into the investigation, however, the investigation continued and found that it was, in fact, not a hate crime. I'm wondering, did investigators share at all how they ruled out the possibility of this being a hate crime? If the case is still unsolved, how how would we know that? When I spoke with Erie County District Attorney John Flynn, he did not give me many details as to why this was determined not to be a hate crime. Um, But when I spoke with Arnesta Vinoy, and I also spoke with one of Tanya's friends, Ari Moore, they indicated that people in the community didn't have ill feelings towards Tanya because she was transgender. Everybody in that community, from what they told me, was very accepting of Tanya. So in the end, the investigation led to the fact that it was not a hate crime. And so that leaves us with, you know, what was the big question back in 2018, still the big question today of why someone would do this. Do we have any insight into another possible motive? Yes. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn said there were rumors galore circulating the community at the time that Tanya was killed. He said that there were so many that he was not going to address them. He said, but there was one in particular that was circulating the community that they have heard multiple times that he was going to address. There, there is one rumor that I'm willing to talk about, though. And he had said that, that there was talk on the street that Tanya knew something about a murder that had happened four days before she was killed. There, there was a homicide four days earlier that's still unsolved on 
on February 4th of 2018, again, four days before her homicide, uh, there was a homicide at 134 Wick Street, W-I-C-K, Wick Street in the city of Buffalo. There's talk on the street that Tanya Harvey knew something about that homicide. So Flynn said that she knew something about a murder. But when I talked to Tanya's mother, Arnesta Vinoy, she believes that Tanya witnessed that murder. Later on, it was found out it was due to a murder. Uh, Tanya had witnessed a murder. So at this time, it's unclear as to what exactly happened or how it happened, whether she witnessed the murder, whether she knew something about it, or if that even is an actual motive in this case. But according to Arnesta Vinoy, her mother, um, she believes that Tanya witnessed a murder four days before she was killed. It's been three years now, and I'm wondering, did the DA have any insight on if this case is going to be solved, what that might look like, what has to happen for them to find answers? He said that it was difficult to say this, but he said that this case is difficult to solve. He said because law enforcement right now, they do not have an eyewitness. He said as of right now, nobody has ever come forward saying that they witnessed this homicide. Everyone who's come forward are basically individuals who heard a rumor on the street. Uh, they heard a rumor in the neighborhood. They heard a rumor amongst her friends and associates. And so basically, we have a case where we have a very active rumor mill. So in order to get this case solved, he said that somebody needs to come forward with some really credible information that is more than just the rumors that they have consistently been hearing in the community or somebody coming forward saying, I was there that night and I saw what happened. I can't go forward on a rumor mill. Um, I need concrete, solid evidence. And at this point, uh, I have none. What did Arnester Vinoy tell you about what it's like still not having those answers as to who killed her daughter now three years later? My heart goes out to her because every day she is dealing with the fact that she doesn't know what happened to her daughter, who killed her daughter. And she told me that Tanya would finally be able to rest in peace and she would finally be able to rest in peace if somebody was held accountable for her murder. Leon Stuck with WGRZ. Thank you for bringing us this story. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. For more on this case, check out Leanne Stuck's reporting at WGRZ.com and her podcast with WGRZ, Unsolved True Crime in Western New York. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Volt Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.